Hey everyone, welcome to the Vagistine Podcast, where we're having courageous conversations about love, sex, and everything in between. It's Vanessa here. Um, today is the last show uh, for our Haitian Heritage Month series, and I really appreciated everyone who reached out, shared a story, shared a personal story or an anecdote, and it's I had a good time. Um, next week, we'll get on with it, and we're going to keep exploring some different topics, so look out for that. Uh, before we jump in, remember to download and rate and subscribe to the podcast. Rating is super important, so I need you to do that on iTunes. You can leave me a comment on SoundCloud. You can get to the sound, the the podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher, and whatever platform you're on, just reach out to me and tell me how you feel about the show, share your thoughts, and when you rate the podcast, it actually helps other people in finding the podcast. Um, You can always donate to the podcast if you really like the podcast. Um, You can do that on the website at vagistheme.com. Your money goes towards website upkeep, events, um, future events, and so if you like it, support it. Um, you can get in touch with me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I'm mostly on Instagram. You can send me questions on there. You can DM me your questions. You can DM me um, anything you want. You can also email me at vagisteam at gmail.com. And also, newly, we are uh, implemented a voice message so you can hit me up at 443-692-7802 and leave me a voicemail and I'll come and talk about it on the show so today like I said is the last of our series on sexuality and being Haitian and we were doing it because it was Haitian Heritage Month and what better time to talk about sex, (laughs) the two things that I love being Haitian and sex and combining those for this month. So we talked about fear. We talked about shame. And I think the common thread, like we were talking about last week was the fear, the shame. Um, and something that I thought about this week, besides the fear of having sex, I realized something that I was getting throughout the stories and the comments and the feedback was that folks were fearful around what their parents thought and fearful about what their parents would think and what family would think and kind of the social stigma. And I think for many of of us and from listening to your stories, I think we all have that. And it really hit me this week because constantly I'll see something that like a friend or colleagues doing and I'm like, your mother let you do that. And, (laughs) And it's like, we're grown. Like I'm 30 years old. Like there's, you should not be thinking about your mom and your decisions. But I think for so many of us, it's been ingrained to think about what would so-and-so say? How would I, you know, would I get in trouble for this? What's going on? And I think that's so a part of us. And so I think the theme for the stories that we have today have an I didn't plan it like this, and it just so happened it's at the end, but I thought it was really beautiful. Um, We have two stories today, and basically both folks are talking about um, their acceptance and their path to finding themselves, path to finding their sexuality, and I can so appreciate that, Um, and I just... 
like I said, I didn't plan it that way. It just so happened that the two stories that were submitted this week were um, about finding your sexuality, how to become comfortable with it, despite all of the things that we talked about before, the fear, the shame, the lack of knowledge, the lack of knowledge around so many different things. And both people share their stories around how they basically got connected to themselves and got the information that they needed. And I think for me, um, before we get into the stories, I think my path came from it came from that lack of knowledge. It came from, okay, wait, why don't I know these things? And why are these things so foreign to me? Why are these things that are so important, so foreign to me? And I think, I mean, of course, that discovery, like I said last week, came from college and learning. But then when you even look at, you know, stepping away from our Haitian American cells, when you look at the impact of the lack of sexual health in Haiti on the ground, and you look at the stats, um, you know, pregnancy, un unplanned pregnancy is really high. Uh, rape is really high. Um, trafficking is really high. Rest of X situations where um, people are brought into slave-like conditions, into slavery is, is high, especially that happens a lot to children. Um, and when we're looking at sexually transmitted disease infection rates and we're looking at HIV rates, it is literally killing us. And so I think combining, you know, my own personal experience growing up as a Haitian American, but then thinking about that as it relates to looking at how basically the cultural impact doesn't just impact us here as American kids and, you know, just, you know, doing our thing and trying to meld the two worlds. It actually impacts the country that, you know, many of us love so much and a lot of us are so deeply rooted to. And when I think about my safe place and I think about my quiet place, it's always in Haiti. And so so I feel like part of the work that I'm doing besides empowering the next generation of people to be sexually, not only sexually free, but sexually educated, um, I think about the impact that I can potentially make in Haiti as well. And that's also a goal because as much as we need it here, they need it even more as well. And the lack of conversations, the secrecy, um, the acting like things aren't happening um, is not going to save us. So I think these conversations go beyond um, just the Vagistine podcast. They go beyond just a few people that submitted stories. But um, I want you to carry on this conversation. Keep talking about it. We can't move forward. We can't be sexually liberated. We can't be um, sexually healthy if we don't continue having these courageous conversations. And I want us to encourage having those from diaspora to back home. Keep, keep, keep talking about your sexual health and reach out. I want to engage in that conversation with you. So before we get out of here and before we get back to next week, um, next week's show shows around all the different topics and mansplaining and all of those awesome things. Um, take some time to listen to the stories. Tell me what you think. Reach out to me. Um, like I said, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, drop me an email, drop me a voicemail 
and let me know what you think. And also, most importantly, make sure you rate the podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this series as much as I had fun putting it together and listening to all of your amazing stories. And thank you all. And thank you to everyone who contributed their stories and took the time out to record their thoughts. So with that, I'll see y'all next week. Bye. Hello, my name is Maggie Mikael. I am a spoken word artist, published author. And uh, growing up, my parents did not give me any messages about sex or sexuality. The only thing I remembered is they said, don't talk to boys, don't have sex, don't think about sex. But no one ever had the sex talk with me. No one ever had the period talk with me. I pretty much had to learn and figure it out on my own. And um, this message that they give me did impact me negatively in a sense because I didn't have someone to talk to me about it. I kind of went about it exploring on my own, which didn't really (laughs) have good uh, results. And um, my idea of sex was that it was bad and it was negative and it was dirty. And for a long time, everything I did sexually was like this big secret. And I wasn't able to talk about it in a healthy way. But now that I'm an older woman, um, I made it a point to find my sexuality and find the positive of my sexuality. Specifically, uh, when I was publishing my first book, Windy City Poems of Lust and Desire, I started studying the history of women and sexuality. And I came up with so much information and found the beauty of sex and the power of sex that we have as females. And I just started exploring that. So I basically taught myself the positive side of sex, the positive positive image of sex. I also nude model. And um, it was something that I hid for a while. And I got to the point where I realized it's a beautiful thing to be able to do. You know, it's not raunchy, it's sensuality, and sensuality is part of me as a feminine being. Hi, my name is Priscilla. Um, I'm a first-generation Haitian-American. Both my parents were born in Haiti, uh, raised in Haiti, and they immigrated uh, to America about 20-something years ago. So my experience with sexuality, sex, and the likes of that um, honestly didn't really happen until I got older. Right now I'm 23. Um, I currently live with my partner, my boyfriend. And of course, um, at the dismay of my Haitian mother and father. For me, I was born and raised in the church. I have been in church literally all my life. And so the idea of me shacking up, I guess, um, definitely disappointed them. And when I had that conversation with them, um, when I finally let them know what I was doing, um, there was a lot of mention of sex. It wasn't even about the fact that we were saving money, the fact that we plan on getting married soon, all that. They just kept reiterating over and over. So what you're going to do is basically have sex all the time. You're just going to have sex. And that's what I realized was um, their issue and a lot of people's issue when it comes to things like shacking up or just even being in a relationship. There's this fear that we're not going to be pure, we're not going to be clean. And it's very dated and a very old school idea. 
um, I think around high school, uh, I started a Tumblr. Uh, yeah, and I'm one of those hippie kids, I guess. And I started um, mainly for like fashion and aesthetic reasons. I didn't really understand myself at the time. But then as I got older, I started finding different sides of Tumblr, uh, the side that educated. And what I ended up finding is a lot of education on things like sexuality and slut shaming and just acceptance and I finally um got a real sexual education because my mom never spoke to me about sex um I remember she was telling me her mom spoke to her about sex the night before her wedding uh and that's crazy because there's a lot of things that happen uh to to young women and young men because our conversations are never open and we don't communicate uh, for example, I have family members who are sexually assaulted and they didn't know to tell anybody uh, because sex isn't something we talk about. There's so many reasons why we need to talk about sex, not just because um, it's it's a safe way to learn about it, but also because we want to protect our kids and protect our family. Um, and so it wasn't until I got older that I started understanding sexuality and sex more. And I felt more comfortable exploring myself. Um, I watched porn just to kind of understand the idea of sex. Of course, that's um, a very dramatized version of it. But it, I became more comfortable with the idea of it. And I didn't look at sex as something disgusting or something I should be ashamed of. Um, I saw it more as something that's pleasurable and something that is personal. So I definitely... Now at these 23 ages, or at these 23 ages, now in my 23rd year of life, I should say, I'm way more comfortable in my body. I have very open conversations about sex with my siblings, um, especially because I don't want them to ever be confused about sex and sexuality. And I'm glad we have open communication with my boyfriend, for example, when it comes to things like pleasure. I just, whatever I find pleasurable, like we have open conversations about that. That's not something that's weird to us. We were always very open um, about sex and not just sex in general and what we like or don't like, but also, um, things like protection, things that are very important conversations that we need to have. And I remember, um, this podcast I listened to the read, um, they were mentioning if you're big and bad enough to like have sex with someone, you should be big and bad enough to have conversations about protection and, um, you know, things like STDs and such, because you need to be protected. You need to protect yourself. Um, and conversations like that, of course, they always seem taboo, but, when you think of sex not just as a, like, again, a shameful act, and you think of it as something you do um, for pleasure and enjoyment, then you start kind of valuing those conversations. Um, and now, I, again, I look at so many aspects of sex and sexuality different. I look at sex work different. I look at, um, again, sexuality in terms of how people identify, whether they're gay, lesbian, transgender, um, all those different types of things I look at differently. I realize sexuality is fluid. You don't necessarily have to identify as one thing. I I definitely um identify as straight, but I don't I don't necessarily limit myself to just being with a man. Not necessarily that I would be with a woman, but I understand that um, I don't just look at sex as one thing. It's not just a penis and a vagina. There's so many more options and there's so much more to it than just that. So I think my um, sexual liberation, I guess, is still an ongoing thing. I think 
I've always been the open-minded person in my family. Uh, I'm the one who has piercings and tattoos. Uh, I'm sh- I have a shaved head. I'm bald. So, like, things like that. I've always been the more liberal or advanced one. So, this wasn't the whole idea of sex and being sex being different was never anything that I'm honestly surprised that I ever uh, encountered.